Welcome back in to Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. I am David O'Gray and we are Talking Catholic with Lisa Marina Cole, who is a Catholic recording artist. After the eight second introduction, you'll hear one of Lisa's latest songs and then we'll bring her on to talk to her about her life and her music. Stay tuned. heard was by Lisa Marina Cole, who's a Christian recording artist out of Florida, and she's on our show here today, Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. Welcome back in, Lisa. Hi, David. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. 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 Thank you for bringing me back on, and uh, everything's good. Just hanging in there like everybody else, trying to get through this, wait till this uh, virus passes. Right. And I heard that you were doing some things during this um, um, coronavirus, coronavirus crisis to keep people inspired. Tell us a little bit about that before we get into the show. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm part of a Facebook page called um, St. Joseph's Valley Gospel Radio. And they, they're a radio station based out of the Midwest. And they play a lot of uh, artist songs on their, their um, radio station. And they play my music. And um, I was contacted uh during the week last week to be part of a um a movement it's called hashtag c won't stop me corona won't stop me and they asked all of the musicians that normally perform outside or you know like shows to um do an online live performance and you you know they pick times and dates so i was really excited because i've been itching to get out there <laughs> and preach and sing <laughs> and um and uh I was really excited because I never did a live performance online like that before. I mean, I've done recordings of my songs and stuff and posted them, but not like that. It was uh, about 40 minutes. I did it Sunday night at 8 o'clock, and um, it was a live feed. It was a little bit uh, broken up a little bit in the feed because um, so many people were on Facebook. I think it might have almost crashed, probably. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what happens when everybody's home at one time. <laughs> everybody's online. <laughs> But um, yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. I did some, I said some scriptural stuff and um, and I did most of my songs. I actually did a new song that I just wrote that nobody heard yet. And I, I did that. And, um, you know, just to spread the word and let people know to have faith and hope and trust in the Lord. And that was a lot of fun. 
And that's able to be viewed on my Facebook page if anybody's interested in viewing it, listening to it. Yeah, I think that was really important during this time, um, in all times, really, just to trust in Jesus, just to keep our eyes on him like Peter did when he saw Jesus walking across the water, just focus on him, trust on him. And that's one of your, that's the song we just heard at the beginning of the show, your song, Jesus, I Trust in You. Now, a lot of Catholics listening to that song and that clip may have think of um the divine mercy image was that something that inspired you when you wrote that song yes it was i actually was in mass one day and uh we have a, a big uh divine mercy um painting on the wall and i keep staring at that painting every time i do i go to mass i mean that's what it's there for but i i stare at it and i just it just came to me that you know do we trust in Jesus? Um, you know, it, the words and the lyrics and everything just came to me that day to write the song. And um, it, it's, you know, I mean, it was the idea of it came from the divine mercy. Um, it was, you know, not about St. Faustina. It's not you know about that song. But, you know, I just wrote the lyrics based on that. But it is basically, do you trust in Jesus? Do you trust him, especially right now in these in this world, in these times? Do we trust that he's still in control and that he will take care of this? And I do. Have you always been that way? I mean, tell us a little bit about your, your faith journey. How did you get to where you are now? Uh, well, I was born and raised Catholic in New Jersey, in Jersey City. Um, my parents were both Catholic. My, my mother used to drag me to church when I was a kid, whether I was filthy or not, she used to <laughs> drag me into church. You sure I go, you know, get off the street and get into church, you know, and, um, I'll never forget those times, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I did made my communion, my confirmation, everything I had to do. And, uh, you know, and then over the years, you know, I fell away a little bit because of different moves I made out of state. And I mean, it's within the state and with that of state, a lot of work. And uh, but then, you know, I started uh, I started getting into started getting back into my faith again. Um, I've always been a writer my whole life since I was young. Mm -hmm. I've been writing poetry and songs and everything. I mean, not songs, um, novels, stories. And I just I guess that God, God called me back. He, I listened. I opened. I opened myself up, and I started going back to the faith again. When I moved to Florida, it just broke wide open. I mean, I know yeah. that there's a reason why all of this happened. Yeah, that's amazing. A lot of people move from New Jersey to Florida, and they just start, you know, I guess going to beaches and kicking sand. But you, you went back <laughs> to the church. <laughs> well, it's so yeah, funny beautiful. because you know what. I went to St. John the Baptist Catholic Church in New Jersey, and when I moved here, there was a St. John the Baptist Catholic Church five minutes from my house. Tell me that's not a coincidence. Wow, wow. <laughs> and, and that I, is amazing. And I joined it right away, and I started getting involved right away in ministries and everything, and it's like God was just calling me. So I know that this was all part of his plan for my life. Amen. That is beautiful. And that's the church you still belong to now? Yes, I still do. Yes. My husband and I were married in St. John's in New Jersey. And then, uh, you know, we moved here as a family and, um, and I, we both belong to that church and I'm actually, uh, a cantor in the choir now. 
and I joined the youth group and I work with the youth also. And I've been singing with the kids and working with them, which which is really a big thing that I like doing because they're the future of the church. Uh, what saint was it that said when you um, sing, you pray twice? One of the saints said that. Now you got me thinking. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know you people in a choir, you know, I know you. that's something that you hear quite often. But I know prayer has always been a part of deep, you know, deep part of your life, obviously. And that, that's a song that we're about to hear next. Lead us into that song. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write Pray About Everything. Well, because I, I feel that um, people worry about everything in their life all the time. And they just think that things are just going to fall into place and they're going to happen. And they just, they don't realize that God is there. And God will answer your prayers. I mean, maybe not in his in your time, but or and if it's not something that's part of his will for your life, you know, you have to understand he's going to say no at times for things. If it's not something that is going to benefit us in this life and part of, you know, part of the will of each person that he created. And I just keep saying to pray about it. That's what everybody says. I'll pray on this. I'll pray on this. But do they really? I mean, does anybody really pray about what they really need in their life? Not they want. I mean, what they need. Everything else will come. That's all a blessing. But I just, you know, I just started thinking about that. Uh, I started thinking about it right away because Philippians 4, 6 says, Be nothing solicitous, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let us petition be known to God. So let us pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. So I, yeah. I just basically took that scripture, which I've always loved, and, and that's one of my favorites, and I just went with it. I just took the scripture and just went with it and started, um, started writing lyrics for it. And um, actually, this is my number one song right now out there so um this was the last song that i recorded in the studio and this is actually real doing very well which i'm glad because it, it's it, you know it's a good song out there for people to get you know get through to them about prayer it's very important to have a prayer life and to have a relationship with god great introduction so let's roll into the song this is pray about everything by Lisa Marie Nicole is her number one song on the charts right now. And let's take a listen to it real quick. We'll be right back.
So that was Pray About Everything by Lisa Marie Nicole, who we have here now in the studio talking with us um, via Skype. If you're listening to this on my, my podcast, Talking Cafe with David O'Gray, please make sure you subscribe, like, and share. And also, I have some links below in the description so you can find um, so find out where you can go find Lisa on her Facebook page and other places that um, you can listen to her her music. And it was, Lisa, it was... um. So that 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 saying when you pray you sing twice was attributed to Saint Francis, but apparently he didn't actually say it. Um, I yeah. guess that's how it is in, in, in the church sometimes. Sometimes we ha- we have some of our saints we attribute some of these quotes to them, but they actually didn't say them. But they're kind of something they said something like that, right? But um, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a powerful saying. So talk to us a little bit about what, what does it mean to you to be a catholic to be catholic i know i'm part of the body of christ the body of believers through baptism into the catholic faith i have my part in the promise of eternal life also and that's what it means for me to be catholic what what keeps you catholic i mean there's you know i'm I'm a convert to the faith i know you're something like a, a revert um, I've always found it to be true that whenever I, I find people who have walked away from the faith, um, people who aren't as committed to the faith as, that, as they at one point in time they used to be, I've found that it always have been the case that if I ask them about the Holy Eucharist, do you do you truly believe what the church says it is? The people who walk away from Catholic Church, they're processed now, they're not doing anything. They've always, they always tell me that, that, yeah, I never believed that. I never believed that the Holy Eucharist was actually Jesus Christ. What about the Holy Eucharist for you? Is, is that is that one of the things that, that keeps you grounded in the faith? That's one of the things, but knowing that I'm living the true life of faith in the sacraments, most of all the Eucharist, and knowing I'm getting the true teachings from the beginning, starting with Christ and given to Peter and the Apostles. But yeah. I I understand what you're saying. But a lot of fallen away Catholics that I've known that come back, their faith is stronger than ever when they come back to the faith because they know what they were missing. And yes, of course, that's the one true thing that Catholics that keeps us Catholic. Catholic faith is the body and blood of Christ. But there's other things too. I mean, the sacraments. I mean, the true teachings of the church. I mean, everything. There's so many things you're missing as a Catholic that you should be getting. And I think people mm-hmm. should be attending Bible study also to strengthen their faith and to give them knowledge. I mean, we run a Bible study out of our house and it's, and we have people from the church that we had there. We ran and we brought it here. And it's, you know, we've learned and learn all the time. You're always learning something. How, what about your music? Um, how do you want your music to touch people? Well, I wanted to touch people in any way they needed to touch them. There's mm. there's any any way they need it. If physically, mentally, spiritually, any way it touches them, it touches them. That's I mean, I'm just a vessel that God is using to get this stuff out there, these words and messages and I just happen to be able to do it through music. I'm blessed to be able to do that. And uh, I just like it to touch people any way that they needed to. Now, on your on your Facebook page, you call yourself a um, a recording artist. Um, 
and also that you you've dealt with chronic pain, and also you're an animal lover. Let's talk about the animal lover first, and then we'll talk about the chronic pain. What do you mean when you say you're an animal lover? Well, I'm an animal fanatic. <laughs> I love I love every living creature there is, everything except roaches and spiders, <laughs> but everything else I love. I'm a big, big, big dog lover. Every single person that knows me know that I love dogs, wolves, anything to do with the dog. I have three dogs. In fact, I just adopted a puppy recently. Um, so we, uh, I just love them. I mean, they're, you know, they always say dogs spelled backwards is G-O-D, right? And I right. just believe that <laughs> they're blessings to people, to us. They're, I believe they're like furry angels that were sent on earth to keep us here and keep us calm and safe and to be best friends with us. And, um, I mean, I like cats too, but I'm more of a dog lover and, but I love all animals, every one of them, you know, that's just, God created me that way. I'm so happy that he created me with the love I have for animals. We, we had never owned, um, or we never had a, 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 uh, walking round pet in our in our family, so we recently went to a shelter and got a, a Doberman Pinscher, and oh, it's wow. funny, yeah, and it's funny how our family dynamic has changed. You know, having this 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 third um, living being in our house, we're the fourth really, and so no, it's just different, you know. And I think it's mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you that it's an opportunity it gives you an opportunity to to love in a different way. And um, yes, so yeah, she yeah yeah she's adorable, her Doberman. I and, love and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's really faithful and fun to play with, and she's a really good dog. And what about what about the? I, I know that on your Facebook page you say also that you you've dealt with chronic pain. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I've been living with fibromyalgia for about the past fifteen years, and uh, I have uh, other conditions also i i have chronic asthma that i deal with believe it or not it's uh it's right now it's a little bit out of control because of all the allergies and everything going around but um i've yeah i really think that um you know a lot of people when they get diagnosed with certain disorders where they're in pain all the time they blame god why me why me i'm i do everything right i do what you want why am i and I looked at the other way. I took this as an opportunity to, to share with people and to help people and to bring people to God because he has blessed me. He has blessed me during my pain. And he's he's been there for me. And I mean, I've always, like I said, I've always been a writer and I've always been into music. But for him to do what he's done for me during my suffering and to be able to put this all in words and music and share this with people that are suffering like me or even worse than me, that's incredible. I, I, I know that this is a big blessing that he has bestowed on me and, and I'm using this and he's using me and I'm, I'm using my suffering. I offer my suffering up to him every day. And I just ask him to give me the strength. Philippians 4.13, I could do all things to Christ who strengthens me. That's one of my other songs I wrote that's on my CD. And um, I, I also, I just ask him if he's not going to heal me, I, if it's not in his will to heal me, I ask him to give me the strength to be able to go on 
to show people that he's still there and he's in control and that you you ask him, you pray to him, you ask him for strength. And I've gotten through to so many people that have told me that my songs have touched them and have been there for them at their time of need and suffering. So I know I did my job. I did my, I feel like my life is complete right now. That's the way I feel. Like I, I feel like my purpose in life, this is my purpose in life and that he, I was created for. And at almost 50 years old, I finally figured that out. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's really a great segue into um, this last song that we have, this last clip that we're going to play of yours. It's, It's your song called grace healed my soul i mean i know you talked a little bit about that already about what you you dealt with with with, um with your chronic pain lead us into this last song of yours this song was actually one of the first songs i wrote and i'm the type of person that observes everything that's one of my downfalls i'm too observant (laughs) so basically i just i i wrote this song when i was I think it was like a Saturday morning. I was walking to a park by my house and people were just walking around with their head up in the air, just not paying attention to anything, just like living life like they didn't know. And that's what the first that's what that's what the first verse of the song says. I walk around this lonely place looking over every face. Some are tired, some are down, some are trying to come around. But I want to tell them what I've been through, what God has done and what he do for you. I walk around till I am old because grace already healed my soul. That's the first verse. And it's basically saying like, um, everybody's lonely. People are walking around lonely and lost. They're like zombies. I remember, I, I just keep thinking that, that cartoon once with the people walking around just like zombies, like they're zoned out and they're just walking around, don't know where they are, what they're doing. That's what half the world is right now. People have, that's, that's why I wrote this because People have to know that we've been saved by grace. We're already saved. We we have to just do our part in this world. And, you know, Jesus already did. He died on the cross for us. He saved us all. We just have to come to him and we have to accept him and live the life that he wanted us to live. And and that song means a lot to me. And actually, that's out of all the songs I've written, over 100 songs. That's my favorite song. And the track that goes with it fits the song. So it's really good. It's actually probably close to number one besides uh, the other one. But this song is my favorite. I listen. I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but I listen to this song every time I'm in my car. I just put it on and listen to it because it reminds me of where I am in this world and where I am. And I really hope that people listen to the lyrics because God gave me these lyrics and they're, I think they're really good lyrics in this song that people can really live by. So I I hope everybody enjoys it. My new song, Lord, I Worship You, will be released sometime in April. That will be available on all the streaming sites, iTunes, Amazon, and all over, as as well as my other music. Thanks, Lisa, for coming on to Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. Um, if you listen to the podcast, again, I'll have links to where you can find Lisa below in the description box. And please um, go listen to her, follow her Facebook page. And if you like her music, become one of her fans. Um, she's doing a lot of good work for the kingdom of God. And we just um, pray for her and we bless her and we thank her for um, responding to her mission and her calling and then going out there and doing it. So thank you, Lisa.
Thank you and God bless. Bye. Bye. Walk around.